No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Hello, everybody. This is Duncan Fisher. Suddenly, he grabs me, tipping me across his lap. With one smooth movement, he angles his body so my center torso is resting on the caldera beside him. He throws his right leg over both mine and plants his ferrometallic left forearm on the small of my rear torso, holding me down so I cannot maneuver. He places his right hand on my armorless behind, softly fondling my internal structure, stroking around and around with his articulated fingers. And then his hand is no longer there, and he hits me hard. Oh my, critical hit. I've been cored. Brought to you by the Skjeldborg, Shield Wall of Russellhog. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 62. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is February 27th, 2013, and well, my shout-out, it's going to go to Chris Adams. Love the portrait. Thank you so much. And for those that are on TS3, here is a link for you. Boo, dropping the ball. Anyways, here you guys go. He's doing these type of uh, vertex color portraits. Darren's picture has been sent, and he's already starting to work on that. We are going to get Brandon and Laura and George done as well. I love it. It is awesome. Thank you again, Chris, for doing that. Darren? Hey, this is Darren, also known as Bombadil. Uh, My shout-out tonight goes to our international listeners. Hello, everyone. And as well as everybody that's been leaving feedback on the tutorial videos we've been doing. I appreciate the feedback and look forward to reading more. Let me know what you guys want to see. Awesome. Brandon? Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hell. And tonight, I want to welcome our live studio audience. Of course, give a shout-out to Aces. And one more thing, just spring break. It's begun. It's happening. Mm, I remember when I used to be in college. I yeah, I, I remember when I cared about that. <laughs> when was that, Darren? Like Long, years ago? long ago. They didn't call it spring break back then. And George... Who's your shout-out going to be? Hey, everybody. This is George, also known as Duncan Fisher. Anyway, my shout-out is going out to eBay and all the people uh, who are uh, bidding on my current NGNG co-host position. Yes, I put it up on eBay because, you know, <laughs> i got to get some cash in here. So, anyway, uh, the current bid is $13.47. So, get your bid in, and you can join Darren and Phil and whoever else they drag in. Hell, yeah. Go eBay. And, of course, welcome to all of our live studio audience. Appreciate you taking the time 
time out of your crazy lives. Hopefully some of you guys are at work and this could be a good way to uh, get through the day. And of course, to all of our new listeners out there, if you're just tuning in for the first time, again, welcome. Make sure to check out our other, I guess, activities we do, like the comic and YouTube videos and Twitch events and stuff like that. But we ask, hey, if you like what we're doing with all of this and some of the new stuff coming down the line, like website forms and stuff, hey, there's a tip jar on our website, nogutsnogalaxy.net. Send us your love and we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. And if you can't donate directly, but you may be doing some shopping on something like Amazon.com sometime soon, please click through the link on our website. It uh, adds nothing to your final bill, gives us a little kickback, and helps keep the show on the air. And today's giveaway, um, we've so far we've given away the uh, Archer and the Rifleman. By the way, the guy who won the Rifleman finally got a hold of me, so he is getting it shipped to him. Uh, but today we're going to be giving away what we call the Valkyrie, aka the Macross Gerwalk. Now this is a lamb version of it. I think we have a picture there uh, for you guys. Lamb, of like. course, stands for land air mech. Yeah. And so anyways, this is going to be going up uh, tonight after the podcast. Make sure to check out NoGutsNoGalaxy.net to enter that. Obviously, there are some simple instructions you have to follow to be eligible but uh, anyways thank you guys for showing so much enthusiasm and i'm sorry if you did not win that last one i know there was a few people like tell me it was me tell me it's me and i was like it was blah 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 and they were like oh shit <laughs> hey i have a lot of influence around here and i didn't win no so uh, by the way i let my girl actually pick uh the giveaway today i held up the three remaining and she was like that one on the right it looks did she cool. think it was, was cute like, she well yeah actually she did she was like it looks really cool and i was like okay well there it is 25th Merrick Militia is looking for you. Just starting out, needing to learn the ropes? Long-time pilot, looking for something more than four-man pugs? We are recruiting from the most seasoned veterans to the greenest cockpit jockeys for eight-man drops. You can find us at 25thmerrickmilitia.com for recruitment. Or if you are a unit looking for some fun and a challenge, you can also contact us there. The 25th Merrick Militia. With 15 years of existence, we must be doing something right. It is time for the No Guts, No Galaxy News, founded in 2011, reporting in 3050. Check out the latest videos at No Guts, No Galaxy TV on YouTube, and don't forget to subscribe. Phil, what's the latest happening with NGNG TV? With uh, NGNG TV, the last video we have is All Systems Nominal number two, which is Fright Night. Really, hopefully, you guys love those type of things. Um, I'm actually looking forward to seeing the next one. Ken is going to end basically the adventure between the Watchful Cicada and the Dragon, and you guys will be able to see that, and then he'll move on to the next thing. Now, when is the next one coming out? I have to say that it's probably not going to go out till mid March, and that's because he has uh, uh, exams and he's going to be going on spring break. So obviously, it has to wait on him. But uh, uh, we're already starting to sort of storyboard and go from there. So that'll be out uh, next month. Well, it will be well worth the wait, considering also that March is basically in Ooh, two days. Can I do another spoiler? I know I mentioned this. We have two other projects that you guys haven't seen. We have a mach machinima-style video coming soon, right? The other one, and again, I'm, I know this is sort of vague, very vague, but just think 8-bit. That's all, that's all I'm going to tell you, 8-bit. And it is more mech porn that you are going to love. Like, I'm thoroughly looking forward to this. You guys are going to love. So. I'm thinking we need to move to L.A. since we're doing so much porn now. Mm, mech porn. Or Northern California. 
Nick, I was going to say, I know you're a fan of mech porn, are you not? Oh, totally, totally. All right, and we are now twitching five days a week, Monday through Friday. You can check out our schedule on our website, nogustnogalaxy.net. How is Twitch going, Phil? Twitch is awesome. We actually just recently did a new overlay setup, Um, more gameplay, less the overlay itself. So it's like full screen now. I moved uh, the camera up to the top left. That way it doesn't uh, interfere with anything. People are like, oh, we'll move it down to the bottom right and stuff. Well, then it would cover up my weapon groups and someone made a reference to, oh, just move it over your own damage or map. Well, chat, I don't really care about the chat. So just think about that. Like, I don't, I'm not going to be able to win. Some people are like, oh, get rid of the, the camera. It, you know, the camera's staying. You got to like my mug. If you don't like it, I'm sorry, but uh, it's just part of the deal. Some people like it, so I'm leaving it. Can't make everybody happy all the time. I can't. I'm sorry. Are you looking for more members for your Battletech or MechWarrior unit? Advertise with NGNG today and reach thousands of potential recruits for your own unit ad. Head over to our website and check out the Support NGNG page for more information. Is your unit looking for voice comms or just a place to hang out and chat with other Battletech and MechWarrior fans? If so, get set up on the No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach TeamSpeak 3 server today. Server information is located on our website. Once you're logged in, contact Phil, Sean Lang, to get set up. And Critical Hits number 19 went live on Monday called Cheshire Man. Mad Cat. I think this was a classic. Yes, I loved it when he showed me the... Which is funny, because the original idea sort of spanned of, well, when mechs fall through maps and games in general fall through maps, you know, I mean, everyone experiences it. And um, then everyone has... Should I should I tell him, Darren? Yeah, why don't you hint towards it? Should I hint? Should I drop the ball? Oh, okay, well, a lot of people have been asking about the Irby hookah t-shirts and stuff like that. Let's just say yes. We're working on something. And uh, as soon as, by the way, Darren... As soon as we get the mailing tubes, we'll get that. So just think about that one. Yes. Hell, I think we should get some Atlas Head hookahs made. I'm looking for that manufacturer. <laughs> I laughed, Darren. I thought it was fun. No, I know. And we have for our community spotlight this week. Uh, it's basically simply titled, it's a video on YouTube called Goon's Heart Paul. And uh, I think it's it speaks for itself, but basically uh, the goons hug Paul in a way to death in a match and it's pretty funny yeah it's an old video of when uh collisions back were when back in. collisions and so they stripped his mech legged him and then they killed him by running into him and giving him hugs and i just thought it was yeah oh my god <laughs> it's, it's nostalgic back when when there were collisions if you have something you'd like us to feature on community spotlight send your submissions to spotlight at nogutsnogalaxy.net all right local games we do have two uh i'll really quickly cover the one that i've been mentioning for a couple weeks it's a southern california battletech cup west coast battletech event in fullerton california takes place on Sunday, April 14th from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the Firebase location, Card Addiction Games. Call 714-870-1194 for more information and details will be in the show notes. Also, for experienced Battletech players in the Phoenix area, a Catalyst demo rep, Joel Agee, Agee, will be holding a one-on-one tournament this coming Saturday. This is in a few days here, March 2nd at Game Depot in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, play starts at noon, and the last match will be called at 1800 hours. For more information, head to commandoheadquarters.com. Actually, that's commandohq.com, and that information will also be available in our show notes. Are you playing a tabletop game in your area and looking for more players, or do you want to start one? If so, we'd love to announce it for you for free. Email us at localgames at nogutsnogalaxy.net with your info. Don't forget to send us your pictures. And finally, funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting, TeamSpeak 3, equipment, software, prizes and other projects check out our tip jar on the right side of our website podcast unit ads george will do and bb wolf recorded messages and unit ads
And by the way, thank you to Zomboid, and that's from Armed. Remember, he won the uh, box set a while ago, but he also ordered a t-shirt, and he recently posted up his picture. It posted up on Facebook. Great picture. Thank you again. If you got a t-shirt uh, for those older ones out there, make sure to post those up. Send them to me, Lang at NoGutsNoGalaxy.net, so I can post them up. And by the way, like I said, t-shirts are coming. I, I don't think uh, you know you guys realize how awesome the support has been, and thank you again. But we are right now, we're community-funded, so if you have the ability, go to our website and just donate uh, or you send us a tip and stuff like that we do have plans kicking off in the future for some membership things and again we'll talk about that as we move along don't worry everything remains free for you guys just members get some other stuff behind the scenes and of course with us going live with a new website uh, forum and wiki again some of our costs go up but hey you guys want it you guys want more comics hey you know we got to turn around and help the artists to create those sort of things too so all right, well, tonight we've got an awesome guest. I want to welcome Nicholas Jansma to the show. What's going on, Nick? How are you? How's it going, everybody? This is Nick from uh, Sarna.net. And specifically, you are the founder and owner, is that correct? That is correct, yes. Sarna.net is a huge community of a lot of people that are contributing to it. So I'm just the guy that's keeping the server running in the background, basically. There you have it. So anyway, Sarna.net, uh, which is it's sort of funny that uh, I've... I guess I've been using something you've created for literally years, and I actually had no idea who was behind it. And I was like, hmm, I wonder. Well, anyways, Lee, um, Adam, uh, our, our web guy, uh, he was like, hey, let me reach out to these guys. And you guys got a hold of us, like, instantly. So I, I do appreciate that, by the way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, probably besides our own site, your site is probably the most referenced in our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I've been... Uh been listening to you guys a little bit on and off and it's always funny when when i hear it i'm like it makes me smile <laughs> well each time we do a mech of the week we always that's where we get the information is from sarna.net anytime we reference someone or tell someone hey go check out sarna.net it's like it's like sarna.net is just a part of mechware battle i mean that's just the way it is so i mean anyway so anyway let's go ahead oh, no, i'll say uh, that's great you know it's it's awesome that people are using it you know it's, that's what's there for it's there for for the community so Awesome. Well, we got a few questions uh, for you, obviously. So let's go dive into them. First off, what is your history with Battletech? How did you get into it? And if you can just fill us in on that. Well, let's see. So it actually started with the uh, Battletech pods. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever played those before, but back in like oh, yeah. the late 90s, you know, I, I live in Michigan. My parents would take me to Chicago and at uh, North Pier, they had a Battletech center there with like, you know, the, the giant Battletech pods and one day you know we just we played around and every time i would go back to chicago i'd keep on playing them and then uh, i think they had they must have had a board game on display there at one point and so i bought it and like i've been hooked ever since basically we actually so had uh, the owner of that franchise on our show quite a lot in the beginning of the podcast nick nick yeah. smith yes yeah, he's a good guy he's a very good guy we um we actually haven't talked to him i need to reach out to him and see how he's doing but um how old were you nick when this happened uh, like 14 or 15, I would say. Something like that. Yeah, it was, it was a while ago. I'm, I'm, I'm 30 now, so I guess I've been playing for a good 15, 16 years, something like that. Good for you. So now, Sorry. you're pre-Sarna.net. What's going through your mind that makes you uh, start the site and uh, host it and so forth? Um, well, I'm a software developer by trade now. Um, it's, it's actually, I mean, building the website actually kind of got me into... The industry in the first place that kind of got me excited about creating things and uh, doing development and web development. I mean, the web was like, 
I think it was on Prodigy at the time, something like that. And like, did they just had access to the WWW, you know? So I, it was just kind of like a fun thing for me to explore when I was young. And uh, yeah, it actually, the page actually started as Slayer's BattleTech page uh, on Geo <laughs> GeoCities, nonetheless. Times Square, thirty fifty eight. Picked it because it was a good year. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's evolved over time. Um, since what year then. was that when you launched it? 96, I believe. Wow. As far as I can remember, I, I think, I mean, it might have been 95, but it was probably 96. So, yeah, so it's been around for a good, uh, was that 16, 17 years? So, yeah, well, way to be ahead you know, of the game. You know what I think what's interesting about this all is this is like, like, wikis are pretty commonplace now, right? I mean, games, right. any topic, but. This is a wiki that was started in '96 area. Like, well, it's almost not heard of, right? It wasn't a wiki back then, so it was. It was basically my collection of interesting things I found around the web. Um, you know, I, I put as much information there as I could. I had this huge download section that I was really proud of because, like, back then getting like good, like, reliable downloads were really hard. Um, so I like had all the like you know latest BattleTech creators and like the latest patches for like MechWarrior Two and stuff like that on it. Um, and so it was, you know, after I moved off GeoCities, moved to my own domain in like 98 or so, um, it, was, it was still pretty much my my own time being put into it. Like it wasn't a wiki until I think it was around 2005 or 2006 when I converted it to uh, using the MediaWiki platform, which is what Wikipedia runs off of. Um, and so it's just really been six, seven years that, you know, this, the, the wiki content has actually been created. A lot of the wiki was seeded from a lot of the stuff that I had on the website before then, but, um, I mean, I, I had probably seeded it with maybe like 2,000 or 3,000 of my own articles, um, having worked on it for like a half year. But since then, I mean, we're at like 16,000 articles now, like 2,000 articles a year. That's great. You know, that's awesome. It's because of the community. And since then, like, I've, I mean... I, I barely contribute. Like I, most of my time goes into fighting spammers and keeping the server running and you know keeping all the, the downloads stuff. flowing. Yeah, all the fun stuff. Right, exactly. So now, uh, when did you change over to the name Sarna? I think like one of my favorite books when I was you know I was growing up was uh, Objective Raids. Like I'm such a huge like map geek, and so I, I like I memorized that book. Like I loved all the data in there. I loved the maps. I loved everything about it. And I, I don't know for some reason the the Sign of Supremacy just kind of like, you know, stuck with me or something. And I was like, oh, I'll, just, I'll call it that. <laughs> so, That's awesome. We were actually curious why you picked Sarna. That was that was one of the questions we were going to lead into. But I guess that sort of answered it. Right there. Well, and, and the funny thing is, too, I don't know if you've ever searched for Sarna in a different language. It's actually like a venereal disease in like Spanish or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, you know, it's kind of sad, but it's like, eh, well, that cool. makes the name even better. <laughs> I don't I don't know what to say after that one. So there, yeah. <laughs> so, there, so there you go. I like Nick already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Named it after my favorite venereal disease. Awesome. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good. That's a good story, Nick. That's the one you should give the next time someone asks. I know. We'll see. In the right audience. So obviously you've been doing this for a while. Uh, you said it yourself. You sort of handled the things behind the scenes. Um, do you use Sarna much? I mean, do you know all oh, yeah. the information there, or is it like, oh my god, overload? No, no one. It's crazy. No, I mean, I use it all the time. Uh, um, so I actually had like kind of a dark ages of BattleTech for for a couple years when I was in college. I just didn't really have anybody to play with, um, and so after that, I moved out to Seattle and ended up finding a good group out there a couple years ago to kind of get me back into the game and everything. Um, I mean, I was running running the website in the meantime. I just wasn't able to 
play it a ton then so so yeah it's like i'm it's kind of funny like when i'm you know i'm jamming a a, a group right now and when i'm looking up stuff like i often just like you know quickly type go into the search box and google and like i type something and it's like kind of fun to see my own website come up and to give me the best answer hell yeah <laughs> for it so you know i think it's awesome what the community has done with it like i, I can only take credit for as much as just keeping it up like at this point it's running itself there's an amazing team of moderators or administrators there's like seven of them um they're, they're they help you know drive the projects they help clear out the spam and then there's just tons of great editors too there's uh, i think there's been something like 1600 1700 people that have made edits some of them have made 10 10 000 or more edits to the site which is just awesome so well we tip our hats to all of your moderators and editors for sure yeah, for sure. They, they they get all the credit, really. They really do. And I was going to say, you know, a lot of people don't realize how much work and effort actually goes into wikis. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I just go to a wiki, look up information. I'm like, okay, cool, moving on. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. uh, there's a research and a lot of times ed- a ton of editing. And obviously, depending on how broad Sarna is when it comes to Battletech and MechWarrior, I mean, it has everything. It has all the information of the past games tabletop mcwarrior games all the battle i mean just everything and so there's a lot of topics uh in there that uh need a whole lot of love and attention and it does take a lot of time so i definitely appreciate that and the editing team has been done a great job with i don't know if you ever look at articles look at the bottom and they list the you know the references for the page and like people put a ton of time into making sure all the information is correct like go to a random battle uh like a mech page and you'll see like 15 references below like every place that it was ever listed in right like that that takes a lot of work and so it's it's really awesome that there's such a you know a a strong uh, enthusiastic community to keep this information up to date reliable and like all that kind of stuff Hey, I have a question for you before uh, Phil kicks into two real quick questions. Um, sure. Now, this doesn't happen very often, but once in a while, I come across something that doesn't have information on Sarna. Is there anything that you would request people to do when they come across an article like that? I mean, is there any way to get involved to help build the content, or uh, is that just a, you know dependent on the schedule of your editors and moderators? Uh, you know, that's a good question. Um, I honestly, if you have a couple minutes... I mean, you can create an account. It's very easy to join. Even if you just kind of join and put a stub in there and like kind of note it that this is a stub that you think there should be work done on it. Like sometimes that's enough to kind of prompt some of the other people when they see these new articles being created that there is a need for something here or there. Um, it, or maybe you the search function of the site wasn't successful, and you know that way we can put like a link to what you're what you created to the actual content that you want to we want to like direct you to so i mean that's honestly the best way to do it you can you don't actually have to create um a user to talk on the discussion pages you can add a add a discussion page like the home page or something like that just like kind of create a little thread for something that you want but yeah i mean I'd, I'd highly recommend anybody if they if they see any holes in information just just join in like it's a very friendly group everybody's there is very helpful and we love seeing new people contributing it's you know it's it's great when people can do that excellent all right, these questions need to be asked, Nick. What is your Uh-oh. favorite battle mech? <laughs> you know, I'm more of a classic guy, like old school, like Marauders and Archers and stuff like that. Mm. I, I, you know, I, I, I just like that's what I grew up with, so that's what I like reach for whenever I'm playing random games. I would say no apologies necessary. Yeah. <laughs> so, is there anyone oh, you didn't really answer the question? That was a political answer. I bet there. you What's it's the my favorite there? Lance. I bet Rifleman what is, what is your Marauder favorite. Battle mech, Nick. <laughs> uh, I have to choose geez. one. Uh, Marauder would be top three. 
Rifleman would be top three. I love the looks of the Rifleman. Just love it. Um, and Archer, too. Like, I don't know. I guess I, I guess those are the ones I'm, Warhammer. Those are ones I'm comfortable playing with, too. So um, That's not a Lance, obviously. Uh, what would be number four? Warhammer is number four. Yeah, yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, just that's, that's classic Battletech. Like, Any, team, anybody you notice know? he still hasn't said one? That's because you cannot pick a favorite out of the classic well, lineup. It's it's because it's really a Scorpion. You know, I mean, I'm just a fan of the quads. Right. Right. Scorpion. <laughs> there you go, boo. All right, so that being said, what is your favorite house or affiliation? Are you a clan or a heart, or are you a you know, mercenary? He's going to say inner sphere. Mercenary, 100% mercenary, man. Primarily, I think just because there was a lot of good novels written around the mercs, you know? So, like, Great Death Legion, Northland Highlanders, like, all of them. Like, for, for whatever reason, like, the mercenary life just draws me to it. So, you know, like, I love the old Mercenaries Handbook 3055, I think it was, or whatever, like, the, the very first one that gave you all the rules and how to create your own merc unit and everything. Like, that stuff's just kind of fun. I wish somebody would, like, make a game of exactly those rules. Like, I don't know how fun it'd be. It'd just it'd be, like, nostalgic for me. I'd love it. So, and that being said, what is your favorite novel? Oh, jeez. Now you put me on the spot. It's been a while since I've read them. I, I would say, like, the the Grey Death Legion, like, I don't know, is it a trilogy or multiple books? I can't remember yeah, how many there were. starting with Thunder Rift. Yeah, yeah. Like, that. those are the those are the ones I remember today. And, like, I, you know, I read those 15 years ago. So, no, excellent. And, and what's funny is when I get people into reading the books, I always recommend, you know, starting sort of from the, the beginning. And I've had mixed emotions about it. I've heard people say, well... I really liked the the Warrior trilogy. I liked, you know, the Blood of Kerensky. The writing was better and stuff. I really didn't like the Great Death yeah. And then on the flip side, I've heard people say, I really enjoyed the Great Death Legion better than the older one. And they're all great. And they all have different touches to them that, you know, obviously it's the, the author's voice and the sort of perspective coming through. But uh, I love love the Great Death Legion. I love Thunder Rift. I, I think, I don't know, maybe it's just that sort of imagination I still have, you know, as, as a little kid, it's still exactly it's, it's nice. Same for know. me. Yep. Well, Nick, it's been awesome. We have to move on on our show, but of always, we welcome that if you like to stay throughout the show and just pipe sure. in. Awesome. Sounds well, again, good. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Nick. And I look forward to seeing, I know we've talked a little bit in, on the side that you're looking at uh, revamping Sarna a little bit graphically yep. and getting it up to date. So Yeah, the, the latest refresh to the UI was, you know, like 2005 or something. It's looking pretty dated. So I uh, once I get a little free time coming up in a, in a month or two, I think I'm going to kind of do a little uh, facelift of the site. So well, there you have it, guys. And we'll cover that when that happens. So again, Nick. Cool. Thank you again. Thank you, guys. Sharp's first Steelwind Dragoons is back on its feet and recruiting for all weight classes. Colonel Sharp and I have met on several occasions, and you couldn't find a heavier drinker or a dirtier mech warrior. Trust me, these guys definitely aren't your average run-of-the-mill honorable do-gooders. They retreat to live and only fight when they know they can win. So check them out over at 1swd.engine.com and remember their motto war is a dirty business we're as dirty as they get all right moving on to mech of the week your vote your choice we had 42 votes for this and the winner actually was pretty damn close apparently right brennan it was between the Charger and the Caesar. Ooh, I would have definitely liked to cover the Caesar, but the Charger won by four votes. So now this is a battle mech that has had mixed emotions between a lot of people. One, it's because this particular variant we're going to talk about, it is an assault battle mech. It's 80 tons. It goes 86.4 kph. What, what? Yes, it, but here's the thing. It has a 
weaponry, uh, an armament of five small lasers, which is sort of laughable, right? I fear the small lasers. It was definitely like a punching bag. That's all it really was. But some information before we go any further, the charger was seen as an example or of a failure of a battle mech design. But then obviously you guys, uh, the, the Hatamoto Chi came out of it. Uh, the Draconis Command, you know, basically modified it and turned it into something different. It was designed as an ultra heavy scout mech, which I don't really understand, but okay. But as you can see that the engine, it has a 400 engine in it stock. So 86.4 kph. So you can imagine because that's the base engine, it could, oh my God, like, that's ridiculous. I... They're just trying to get a one-up on the Steiner Scout Lance. Well, I mean, the, the basic concept behind the mech was that it would be able to get in and get out, maybe take some hits and uh, survive those hits. Uh, but obviously, the armament is what makes the, the mech an overall failure. Um, but it did have a little success later on with things like garrison duty and so forth. And how did I find all this out? Well, Nick helped me on that. Sarna.net <laughs> again. What, what? You know what? You know what's funny about it is it's, it talks about it's like 60% of its mass is the engine, and then it's got enough armor. Uh, basically, they wanted to be able to survive a few AC-20 hits, and while reinforcements were coming in. So, you know, it's just one of those things where in the in the tabletop, I've actually never used this because I always thought it was sort of like a laughable joke. You know, I just, I never, not just, <laughs> a lot of people felt that way. That's why, it, like, it never You probably used. like the speed, but the armament sucks. Yeah, just, no, no thanks. And then, of course, uh, the Draconis Command reworked the Charger into the Hatamoto Chi, uh, just in time for the clan invasion. Sort of funny how that works. And notable pilots we have is Jeremiah Rose during the early battles of his Black Thorns, and Tai Wu Nan of Warrior House... Haritsu piloted Charger at least since Operation Guerrero, I think is the... Guerrero. Guerrero, something like that. So there you have it. Check it out if you haven't used it in the tabletop. I have a feeling you may modify it and or use some of the other modified variants. But this particular one... Haramoto Chi. It, it, well, it's just interesting because of the weapon loadout. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, is it ever going to be in like MechWare Online or Tactics? Oh, God, or I hope so. It'll be interesting if they do that because then they have to choose what type of hard points and uh, I don't know. It is ugly too. Let's talk about the aesthetics here. It is, it is ugly. It is a beautiful mech. You just don't it's understand. It's almost as ugly as its weaponry for the chassis. Like it'd be okay five small lasers. I don't know on like a commando. I can understand. I just think I think it's moderately ugly. I've seen way worse. This is true. But anyways, guys, that's mech of the week. We're gonna go ahead and move on to community questions. Now, disclaimer, we can't answer all the questions, and Garth is still on vacation. Paul couldn't make it either, so we don't we, we don't have anybody from PGI here, so we can't answer any of those questions. So keep that in mind. We had to put those off. Um, so as soon as Garth is able to, he will be back on the show, and hopefully that will be relatively soon. So here we go. Anonymous asks, thoughts and opinions on jump sniping as it becomes more common thoughts on how to balance this and this is in regards to mwo specifically you're starting to see like uh, the cataphract 3 delta and uh, a few other designs i have a I quick question though is anonymous a person or is this like the 4chan people or what is anonymous no we get this... it's, a, it's a person it's registered okay because you have to register to be able to post a question on our website so understood <laughs> they're all anonymous is it a problem i guess maybe i'll, I'll ask you guys i mean I, I've only seen a handful, 
I've seen jump jetting become more common since the last uh, fix and tweak. Um, I actually got killed on Twitch yesterday at the very end by a jump, jump spider with an ERPPC. Well, now this was a tactic that we used quite often in Living Legends. What do you think about it, Phil? Well, it's one of those things where I'm I'm interested. Let's let's look at why they're jumping. Is it they're jumping because it gives them an easy shot to the target, and then because it's effective, yeah, minimizing risk to themselves. Is it a game mechanic to where maybe because they're jumping and then uh, like netcode they disappear too quick? So is it an exploit or is it just a, a fad? Is it one of those things? Like that's what I'm more interested in. Is well, I'm why are they doing it? Yeah, but I'm also wondering why it's considered something that's broken or that's something that needs to be balanced. I mean, is it because it's not mentioned in the books? Is it because you can't do it in the tabletops? I, I you know, I just don't understand why it's automatically something that needs to be. Balanced. I don't think so. I mean, it's one of those things where I've actually fought a few of these guys. Now, granted, I haven't done it in competitive like AV8s, but as far as in, you know, just random drops, I've seen people. It doesn't always work. I mean, I've killed plenty of three deltas with the uh, Goss and PPC setup. Now, that being said, again, um, I don't think it's really a problem. I don't have every match. Like, it's not like you see them. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't say problem. Yeah, I mean, my thoughts and opinions, it's fine. It's just a tactic, and there's ways around every single tactic that's been brought up as something that is possibly broken. I know with some right. of the newest uh, ELO uh, implementations, example, uh, I know three matches today, I got in a match using a medium, and the other team had five cataphracts jump sniping. I think it's more frustrating than anything, because if you have a lot of them, like more than two doing it, and you're pugging, you're just going to get pinned down, and it's not very fun that being every said, match can't be a cakewalk yeah exactly but on the other side the other part of the question is how how could we balance this maybe add some cockpit shaking when you use jump jets oh no sort of negate the ability or skill it takes to actually hit while in the I'm air i'm not actually against or make that. it or make it um more more skill required to do it uh effective uh, not, i shouldn't say effectively but make it harder to do it well, Phil, we've talked about this, the way jump jets, we imagine them, is that you you slam on those pedals and you're stuffed into your seat and you're going up so fast. You know, like, that would make sense to me. I don't think that this is necessarily a broken thing, but uh, that shake and, and the you know, the added boost of that jump jet would make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you take fault. Like, so many just uh, behind the scenes, I'm sure, just from the technical perspective. I mean, in the novels, how it's always described is just like what you just said, you know, it, it vaults you. I mean, you're lifting 20 to 100 tons of mass. That would be, it's, you know, it's not like, I don't picture a gradual rise, you know, it's like this sudden just rush. But uh, I don't know, as far as the game mechanic, I could definitely see it being an issue but uh, we used this uh, back when we played uh, Mechware Living Legends. We, Hells yeah. And it was actually really effective. And what we did is we rolled around in Shadowcat Seas, ERPBC, Goss Rifle, and Jump Jets. And we actually used it quite effective. And it was first person. We weren't using third person or anything like that. So uh, now, granted, we could die just as easily if we got countered. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, uh, I don't know, you know, I, I'd like to see it progress and see what other people think as well so uh yeah let us know if uh, you're listening to this let us know what you guys think and uh we'll go from there next question we have is adam adam asks i've been tinkering with the idea of tech level one and standard loadouts for like attorney and stuff like that old school is there any of this possibly going to happen obviously with the game is there a way to restrict tech levels and if it appeals to pretty much anyone out there obviously we can't answer because we don't have anybody from pgi here but uh if it appeals to me or appeals to anyone out there i think it would be really cool maybe for like, like an a old tro tourney type thing or 
Yeah, maybe some type of outside league. Maybe you could set it up to where, you know, you only use, you know, regular lasers and regular auto cannons and stuff like that. I don't I don't know. I, I think uh, some people would like it. I think some people wouldn't really want to partake, but I mean, I could definitely see the benefit. I mean, if it's in the game and someone can utilize it in a tournament fashion, yeah, why not? So agreed. Next question we have is Kagaru, and he says, well, this is for the Garth, but he is not here, so I'm going to skip over that. But his question is, for Garth or any of the devs, what did you learn from the Heroes Tournament? So we have to skip that. But for the rest of the NGNG crew, did you participate? If so, how did you do? Um, I did not actually participate because you guys are crazy bastards. No, actually, I was uh, quite busy. I try to do uh, stuff with my family and friends on the weekend. Did any of you guys participate, Brandon or Darren? I did probably for the first six hours, and then I went to work. And when I came home, I was in... Actually, when I left for work, I was in the top 10 for medium X. When I got home, I was 666. Yeah. And for those that don't know, they posted up the stats on it. It was like 8,000 some odd people. We actually had people on this TS3, Syllogy, Omega Spectre, Morgana, to name a few, that were basically in this tournament and literally in a room 24-7 going at it pretty hard. So congrats to everyone out there who did participate. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that this sort of leads into the next question. I'll go ahead and ask it, and it's by Lord Death Maggot. Great name, by the way. NGNG Crude, how do you guys feel about the fact that the winners, Grinders, had to play up to 500 games? Now, I guess to be fair, all right, PGI just implemented ELO, right? And for ELO to collect a bunch of information and data, what's the best way of doing it? Which is, hey, here's a tournament, here's some prizes, and here's the rule set go. I know some people for, sort of felt frustrated that it wasn't like a really, I guess, thought out like plan, but really, I mean, if you didn't know it was to collect information for ELO, I mean, that's what it was there for. I mean, let's be realistic. So, I mean, and again, if maybe no one else has sort of came out about this, that's why they did it, you know? So it's a great way for 8,000 plus people that signed up for it, which are your most hardcore probably fan base, to collect information and if anything it set their scores high enough to where then when there's elo matchmaking they're not getting played against uh very low skilled players so on that case i can see why pgi did it i mean never knew it is safe yeah i mean do you guys feel like that's okay i mean granted there was prizes right they get a banner right um, i agree with bb i don't care it was just one tournament it was you know for a, a pretty obvious purpose and whatever there'll be more and they'll be different now, I do feel bad because there's a lot of people that did put in a lot of time and effort and they didn't win. But that being said, you know, hey, it's the first one. Either it was just introduced and there will be more and there will probably be a little bit more refined rules. And I hope so, because uh, you guys deserve that. It should be like a level keen. It shouldn't be like just how many games you can play. But that being said, we all know the reason why they did it. And so, yeah, there you have it. So our next question is a jail. And he says, how would you like to see crouch mode in MWO? Now he's referring to a specific question on a Q&A about will crouch ever be introduced? I think it is a great idea. Yes, please. Crouch mode. I loved it in Living Legends. It's one of those things where if I can lower my, my profile, I guess this comes back to the whole sort of like a uh, tanker sort of thing. Lower my profile, maybe get behind a building. And how yes. else is your mech going to poop? <laughs> is there any issues like i don't know if you should be able like if you're crouched can you jump jet you obviously have to be stopped and moving to crouch i don't think you should be able to just run 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 full speed and crouch so i think there's some if then situations 
And then Dagger66 says, more importantly, he wants to teabag mechs as he killed them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, for no other reason, that's why it needs to be important. I don't want to deal with the whole dolphin dive issue. Um, Tash brings up a good point, and that's it, like most first-person shooters in BF3. That's why a lot of times like they won't allow someone to go prone. It's because <laughs> the dolphin dive issue. So... Um, Can you elaborate I, on that a little? What is the dolphin dive issue? Is when they're running and they'll just dive just straight down to the ground. as, mm. And it creates just major issues. Um, right. Yeah. Now, that being said, what would be the benefits of crouching? Obviously, low, lower profile. You can get behind uh, obstacles. But what about if there's going to be any gameplay mechanics? What I mean by this in Living Legends, they had it to where when you are crouched, you got a faster lock-on time with your missiles. So you can imagine where... Now, the benefits are what? Uh, faster lock on time what are the negatives you're a prone target and you're crouched which means it you're takes less X maneuverable. amount of seconds yeah to get up and maneuver so i don't know i don't know uh, what they'll do but good question on that indeed all right we're going to take two live studio audience questions because we've got a lot of stuff to cover so um what i want you to do right now is x up and boo is going to pick um the first uh question so go ahead x up in the chat below and we will go from there all right boo all right, Syllogy, what's going on, man? Unmute and ask away. Have you guys heard anything about the uh, training grounds or private matchmaking that's supposed to be upcoming right around the corner from what I understand? Have we heard anything? Like, uh, I don't believe we know anything more than you do at this point. Dead gum. All right, thanks. Yeah, I. you know what I hope? I hope they do something like Tribes, to be honest. If it's a training ground for a new player, it, it, just hop in. I don't know, maybe some moving targets. Uh, someone made a reference a while back to Tribes where they have targets that are stationary, moving, and just moving around via just like simple script. Just something so people can test the range, test damage and stuff. I'm assuming if they're going to do a testing ground, it'll be something like that. Other than that, I I don't know. I mean, I, I'm hoping. And I feel like it, that would be a big, big, huge freaking step for new players, to be honest. So, so that's actually a good question, uh, Syllogy. All right, Boo, who do we got next? All right, we've got Raven. Raven, go ahead and unmute your mic and ask away, good sir. All right, what I want to know is are they going to actually have any uh, any house events, house-on-house -house combats, or clan-on-clan -clan combats? Well, from my understanding is the events like house, like who determines, for instance, if I'm the house, what determines battles going on that as far as planetary? And from what I, you know, understood from way, way back when, when we first got the info, is that'll be like dependent on actions that are going on in the inner sphere based on the time frame. But also, I think that they said is like there'll be a system to where the players will have an effect of like which house can attack which house. But what I feel like what's most important is the matchmaking. Not only are we going to have community warfare, but I feel like matchmaking is a big part. So like for instance, uh, Raven, you're in a, you know, clan uh, Hell's Horses that you want to fight uh, Clan Wolf just because of fun, or maybe you're doing like some type of uh, in-house sort of trial of grievance or something like that, right? So what I would like is the ability to say, do a 12v12 match against them on whatever map, you know, you could you choose. So basically like private matchmaking, and they've stated that's what they're going to have, but as far as more information, I have no idea. That's, and what, community, I was, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, and community okay. warfare in general, we they gave us the information way back when, but in general, we haven't heard any Anything new so I'm sure since they released all that information what we're gonna get out of community warfare and the actual facts and all the data will be completely maybe not completely different but I'm sure we'll get a, a more revamped system released at least to the public I mean Brandon what are your feelings uh, I would like to 
get some community warfare information sooner than later actually um it's been a little bit since we actually heard anything about an update or anything like that i'd, I'd like to hear something i mean is, no there, is there anybody that doesn't want community warfare or to hear about it? i think that's pretty much all of us yeah we want to hear we yeah, want to know just now. some information you know like hey this is what what's being planned or something like that so you know like even it... just um a quick little update like doesn't even have to be much of detail just be like oh yeah we're still working on it this is what we have planned this is what we've talked about this sort of thing just like a little write-up maybe a paragraph or two about what they're doing behind the scenes yeah very good question raven we do appreciate it thank you awesome now we're going to move on to mecha online and why we had to move on so quick not a whole lot of questions is we've got a q a ask the devs 32 to cover so it is quite lengthy and we picked out the little things that we thought you might want to know. So obviously we had a Be A Hero tournament this past weekend. 8,000 some odd people participated. Let me pull up the uh, stats here real quick. All right, so we had 8,026 mech warriors joined. There was 338,038 matches played. Holy shit, people, you guys are awesome. Um, I mean, this is crazy. It's like on average, you had 1.14 uh, kill death win loss ratio. Kill death was like 2.3. That dude, they had a breakdown of how much damage was done. 101 million. I mean, just like holy shit, this is a lot of stuff. So, anyways, they had a tournament. It looks like it was very successful in collecting data, um, and it may very well be just sort of an Elo data grind. And hey. If anything, it helps move the for game forward and moves the new players away from the more experienced players because, hey, let's be honest, going in a match and basically wiping the floor with another team, it, it's not a fun experience. So I'm glad they implemented ELO finally. And at least. without being obvious, remember, it's beta. That's what we're here to do and make the game better. And of course, we had the 50-50 weekend, which obviously, if you weren't familiar, it's basically all founders mechs and hero mechs basically earned 50% C-Bills across the board. So um, founders got a 25% C-Bill boost, and then um, heroes got like a 20%. So across the board. Now, I utilized this on last Friday. I was using the hero Merrimits all the time. I was playing this weekend to build up. I think I'm up to like 19 million, almost 20 million. So my wallet definitely appreciated it. I actually love these type of events i feel like i feel like they could do stuff like uh hey it's going to be hunchback or um i don't know commando double c bills or something to where people play and or buy those specific variants just to get the boost i think those would be cool ideas too obviously it's a business right the more mechs we buy you know stuff like that i liked it i don't know about you guys my my wallet liked it all right Indeed. so on to ask the devs now this is a lot of information it is a huge 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 article and we'll have boo link it for you what we did is we picked out the items of interest i'm just going to go through some of them we're going to talk about and some we're just going to mention because there's so much info here all right so let's go ahead and move on almost done is a desert the desert map and they're going to be doing a volcano and a canyon uh, map next now they're already blocked out which means they have sort of like the design and where things are going to be out and obviously there's like three pass and three height levels which is really cool now another cool uh thing is destructible environments people were asking about that and they this is the answer limited to props only when they're finished with some net code improvements so there's not going to be any like fully destructible buildings and stuff like that now the nerd in me is sort of disappointed i wanted fully destructible environments and buildings but I also understand the intricacies of developing a system and then people are already having performance issues. So if it involves physics, which it would, it would be even more. So it, it's one of those things where I'm not, I'm not like, damn it, but I'm like, oh man, that sort of sucks. I really wish that would have been in, you know, like, I feel like. Especially with how awesome that uh, 
Unreal Engine video they made for the 2020 or 3025 stuff. That was yeah, right. When they shoot the PPC and it goes off in the distance, or the Jenner falls down and collapses on the building. I I understand. I mean, it. even the um, parking garage with in front of the Warhammer there when they shoot the machine guns and it ripped it all shreds. Yeah, or even contemporary games like World of Tanks, but you know, it's a different engine, different situation. Yeah, so that, anyways, just reporting the news, guys. Sorry, I'm right there with you. I, would, I thought it would have been badass, but I can understand if they can't do it. So, is there any possibility for maps with immovable parts, i.e., hangar doors, trains, ships, or even a full maps like, uh, what is this? Ishima? I don't know. Ishiyama. How to pronounce it. Ishiyama. And Brian says, yes, he's going to push for moving platforms for canyons and volcanoes. And I think this is really important. Make the maps dynamic. You know, have the immersion level up there. I think that's really cool. We've got free camo patterns coming along with community warfare. So, boom, people have been asking for those. I'm actually interested to see what they are, like free. Like, what would be free? Is it just like. Probably I house later on in the. I think candy later on cane? In the QA, it says um, that's oh, going to be like so. unit patterns and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe candy cane or something. I don't know. When is the new target date for decals? New target date for user-created decals. No firm ETA for the first part. Second part with Community Warfare. So user-created decals is coming with Community Warfare. So awesome. Any chance you guys can add the ability to set camo paint set to certain map types? Like snow, one could set a you know camo and desert, you know. And basically says, yes, we're planning to add this. This upcoming with dropship capabilities upcoming dropship capabilities which obviously that's the dropship mode they were planning to do i'm assuming so unless there's something yeah. else going on which has a dropship name attached to it never know yeah that'll actually be interesting like you get to assign which mechs you're taking and i don't know that yes please uh, i i know it won't affect some because they're like bright green or orange or you know crazy pink and stuff so that doesn't matter will colors ever be sold in packages rather than individually yes with ui 2.0 our new store interface so that's coming soon which is really cool what are the odds we will be able to buy a little module models of mechs to put in our cockpit very high some say guaranteed to show some might say guaranteed to show up in the next 60 days so like the urban mech and or centurion and stuff yes i think that's little cosmetic things they're not gameplay related but hey we're nerds and we like that shit do you plan to increase incentives for hero mechs such as including a free mech base slot with its purchase or even unlocking its camo colors when purchased for no additional cost and this is actually really cool they say we're always looking at ways to bring more value to the player in march players would be able to customize their hero mech colors so they're doing that now i do want to i think it would be really cool if you purchase a hero mech you shouldn't have to buy the, the mech base slot like i feel like i'm That's spending like a tax in a way yeah, mm -hmm. like, you know, like, just give me the bay for free. I mean, like, I'm spending the money. I mean, give me the... Or just add that price on. You know, I mean, that's what it is, right? To get the mech, I have to have a bay anyways. Just, you know, how about... Or even half cost. Like, okay, if the mech bay is 300 MC, how about 150? And you add that onto the, the mech price and boom, there you go. Like, you know, something like that. A little bit of incentive for, hey, will the Highlander, when released, be featured with one of its signature bonuses, like Jump Jet... Uh, jump jetting and landing on light mechs, basically DFAs, is the Highlander the face of reintegration of collisions in the game? And Brian's answer is close. If all goes well, that would be about the same time collisions are back in the game as well. So interesting. Now, they haven't mentioned when the Highlander is going to be implemented in game. We know that uh, in next month is the Jaeger mech. So I'm assuming either next month or the month after, maybe. I don't know. So April, it looks like maybe. It's well parked at April. Hardcore modes being considered such as weapon mechs loss and lock stock mechs. Yes. 
I think that would be fucking awesome. I don't know about you guys, but that would be great. And at least it would be totally separate from the game currently, like it would be a different mode, yes. Oh, completely, as I've probably had some of the most fun times in MechWarrior 4 playing the pure tech servers. Uh, locked in inner sphere weapons, inner sphere max, clan weapons, the clan max, doing objectives, that sort of stuff. Loads of fun. Now here's a question that's very interesting, and it sort of answers some of the stuff we've talked about. Any chance for pure tech IS weapons on IS chassis, clan weapons on clan chassis drops could be another game mode to keep it interesting? And the answer is yes. Now, I did also see an answer to a question we had, which was, are they going to keep it pure tech in general? I read somewhere, and this was from Brian, I think, that said, yes, you're not going to be able to put clan weapons on IS mechs. That's very interesting. I have to find the source for that, but I'm pretty sure I read that on the forums uh, this past weekend. Is there plans to make matchmaking based on tonnage and not general weight class? Yes, we're working on a min-max tonnage limit. You'll see this once ELO has been tuned and balanced. Brian also says testing grounds come online next month, March. Brian also says we're going to overhaul the grouping system with UI 2.0. Hold tight, ETA, May, June. Any chance of non-mech vehicles and far future aircraft tanks, power suits, infantry? Yes, but not as a pilot. Uh, players will only be able to pilot battle mechs. So that basically says AI, which means sort of like PVE. Yes, that's awesome. Brian says faction content, skins, paint, etc. will be earnable free when clan, uh, community warfare goes live. So you heard it, free. Yes, unit camo faction content will be free. Probably going to be uh, unlockable using the achievement system. Yes, I think that's great. Will we ever see the ability for a house to purchase vanity items in to hand out as rewards for service of duty, i.e. paint, emblems, cockpit, rank, insignias. Gifting is on the radar, he says, which I think that's very, very cool. Brian says, Alpine, a desert, canyons, and volcano are all larger than Caustic Valley. I know some people have been wondering about that as well. And of course, the new hero mech came out today, the Cicada X5. Now, obviously, I wish a we had Garth here. Yeah, and it looks like on the picture itself, it looks like it has two missile hardpoints and four laser hardpoints. Originally, not uh, in the TRO. So this um, is a PGI creation. Yeah, and we've talked about that. I mean, if there's no special variant that you know, as long as they use the rules and it's not a make it or break it thing. So there but you that go. That also means people can't speculate about hard points as easy as before. You're just going based off the looks now, not well, basically the bare minimum which were in the TROs. Yep. So there you have it for MechWild 9. And we also have the command chair stuff that uh, Brandon uh, found. And he said, here's one by Thomas D. And it's basically the leg damage is fixed. And that came out on March 19th. Uh, or will come out March 19th. And that's specifically to running around and taking damage, correct? Yes. Now, these are command chair. You guys can read up on them in a little bit more detail, but these are just the little nuances about them. Another link is the breakdown of features, water plus heat sinks, a bonus cooling to heat sinks and water, but steam will come from components in water. Other little neat facts. Now, that being said, a lot of people are like, oh, well, I don't care. I use double heat sinks and they're not in my legs. And that's, well, that's everyone. It's just how it is. I mean, <laughs> so I don't have any single heat sink max, actually. All men are double. So, yeah, about that. And then, of course, Brian posted the hero challenge winners and their stats that we were talking about earlier. There is a picture to go along with that, and you can check it out. Uh, Boo's linking it right there. So very, very cool. So that's it for MechWare Online. Let's move on to MechWare Tactics.
Now, previously, last week, we actually had on uh, Mech's Devs and Beer, we had uh, one of their lead designers, and that was uh, Robert. Rob basically got to sit down and talk with us, and we got to see you know, how he got involved with it. Behind the scenes, we haven't really seen anything from MechWarrior Tactics, to be honest. We haven't heard anything. Um, obviously, the closed beta is going behind the scenes. There was beta keys and some other incentives still floating around if you haven't uh, checked those out obviously the founders program is still up and you know we always ask that hey if you're a sort of supporter of mecha or battletech and you like this sort of genre of games or if you just like what you've seen so far go over there grab a i mean 20 20 founders program that's not bad and especially considering the amount of content you get for it i think that's a pretty good deal so um actually we just had someone um link the mmo bomb we'd linked this before but there's 733 keys left and uh yeah if you don't get a key it sort of looks like i think this is actually a second one laser angel that they're doing so because the other one was a lot higher and they were down to like 600 so i i think that's the second one to just uh, uh start it up again so so no excuse Battletech the board game uh, looks like Catalyst of course is doing more things behind the scenes we follow them quite often they're doing a lot of stuff with Shadowrun right now actually they're pushing a lot of Shadowrun stuff but they're actually doing another event and we'll cover that in the local games so there's actually two events where uh, Catalyst Games is going to be involved at now have you guys checked few... out the uh, sorry to bust in have you guys checked out the uh, Shadowrun tabletop site at all no the, uh, yeah. there's a, uh, a puzzle site that you guys might want to if you're interested in Shadowrun at all it's pretty cool Awesome. Now, for those out there that uh, haven't been following uh, NGNG, we've been sponsored by Catalyst Games with 52 items. We're hoping to go live with that and start doing the giveaways. We're trying to do it with our website launch. So uh, keep in mind, uh, and again, I've got the inventory right here. We've talked about it beforehand. Uh, we've got five actual box sets, introductory box sets, the new ones. Uh, we've got uh, two 25 years of art and fiction. We've got a ton of stuff, TROs, map packs, and stuff like that to give away. So again, thank you to Randall for sponsoring that. And we'll be getting that info out to you guys and hopefully live on our new website and forums in the not too distant future. Speaking of giveaways, we also have some Atlas poster giveaways. I've got to find the little freaking tubes to be able to put the posters in so they don't get all messed up. And Post office. Yeah, when I start doing that, paper by the towels. way. So th I guess this, <laughs> is my, uh, this is my promise to you guys. Next week, uh, during the podcast as well, when we give away another model kit, I'll be giving away one or two posters. So, and those will be to the live studio audience members. So uh, that those guys will go to you guys. So you guys will have a chance to win those uh, specifically. And they're the Atlas posters, which is really cool. I'm gonna keep one and I'm shipping one to Darren. I think uh, he, he said I had to, or he'd kill me, so. Or else. Again, thank you again. You guys are awesome. And speaking of awesome, Facebook, we're up to 2,880 people. So make sure to head over and give us a like. It's a great way for us to be able to post things, information, stories, news, and get to you right away. Now, that being said, some of you don't like social media, totally understand. Head over to our website, register, participate. One of the things I'm really excited about is the forums because Right now, it's really tough for you guys to interact with us and vice versa and uh, to have dialogue. Well, obviously, the forums are going to resolve that. So we're really looking forward to having them up and running. So and don't forget to check us out on Twitter at No Guts, No Galaxy and YouTube, No Guts, No Galaxy TV. 
And if you have any ideas of anything like that, make sure to send them our way. Uh, we're very receptive to feedback, and sometimes things just take time. So just uh, just keep that in mind. Some things just uh, can't happen by a snap of fingers, but we usually do listen to what you guys say. So keep that in mind. So thank you again to our community, our staff members, new staff members behind the scene, journalist team, Matt. I mean, showing every Chris, freaking week. Yes, I am literally organizing a army behind NGNG and it's going to be awesome. So t-shirts, keep in mind, these things are coming up. Um, I have to work with artists to create the art and then we have to actually get them printed and shipped and then I'll post them up as soon as I get them. So when I get them, they will go up on our store and it's going to become first serve. Come, first come, first serve. There, <laughs> there we go. Way to go, Phil. And thank you to the following Mech Warriors for their donations to NGNG. David, Tikhanov Merck Group, I'm assuming. Ken, James, Adam, Jeremy, Joshua, and wow, that's an awesome way to spell Joshua. Victor, Christian, Ryan, Jesse, and anyone I missed, we appreciate you. Yeah, it's been awesome. And again, we've got a lot of stuff. And the way I look at it is, um, look at what we've been able to do without any funding, uh, really, you know, behind the scenes. Now imagine what we could do with funding. And I, I really hope you guys see the... Uh, the quality that's coming out of the NGNG content that we're creating for you guys. So just keep that in mind. And again, we'll release info as soon as we get closer to the new website and form and some of the membership details will uh, get, get you guys there. So again, thank you again. You guys are awesome. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's show. Thank you again to Nick for being on here. Thank this, you. This is Phil. This is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Hedrick and this is George. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Mech Warriors.